Hey guys, and welcome to the Freelance Fairy Tales podcast. I'm Alex Fasulo, your host, six figure freelance writer, serial entrepreneur, Fiverr Pro seller, and digital nomad. You've come to the right place if you want to know more about working for yourself online as a freelancer today. I've been freelancing for over six years, and I want to share what I've learned with you. Hi guys, welcome back to the Freelance Fairy Tales podcast where we chat all things remote work, freelancing, mindset, and financial freedom. This week I am super, super excited to welcome on my red-haired sister who actually kind of has purple hair right now. I feel like I've known her my whole life even though we haven't met in person yet. And I can't even say her name correctly, so I'm just gonna, I'm gonna call her by her internet name, which is Mango. (laughs) Beyond being a genius content creator, comedian, and videographer, On social media with a TikTok that has over 238,000 followers, Mango is also a thriving freelancer on both Upwork and Fiverr, where she has a growing business that is allowing her to move from Argentina to Spain. I love that. We're going to talk about it. Mango and I DM, I'd say probably on a weekly basis, right? Since we (laughs) share a lot of the same views on the things happening in the world. That's all I'm going to say with that, which is why I'm so excited to have you on today. So hi, Mango. (laughs) Oh my God. Hi, Alex. What an intro. Wow. <laughs> Thank you. That was awesome. I know. I feel like we need like exploding like clouds near us right now. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. I mean, you could edit that. That's all your videos. They're so good. And we'll talk about that. But we'll start off since most people who listen to my podcast, they're listening to it because they are freelancers or they want to be freelancers. They're at their nine to five. They hate it. They want to quit it. So I want to talk about first your freelancing and your success with it. So when when did you first start freelancing and why did you? I actually started freelancing on September 2020. So it was in the middle of the chaos, you know. Yeah. Here, I don't know about the U.S., but here in Argentina, we were still in lockdown. So it was pretty chaotic. And I started actually because one of your, one of my closest friends who you, actually, she was on your podcast probably a few weeks ago, depending on where people see this. And she told me, I had just met her and she told me, hey, like, you're really good at editing. You could do freelancing. And I was like, what? Like, seriously? And she was like, yeah, I'm doing it for a living. You know, like you can do it too. And I'm going to be completely honest with you, Alex. When she said that to me, she told me she was freelancing on Fiverr, right? Mm -hmm. And the first thing I thought was, oh my god I like this girl so much I want to be friends and we like click so fast I like her so much but like why do I keep attracting pathological liars you know <laughs> like I was like uh, what like she's probably lying she's making this up I was like no you can't yeah. make money online you know I was like I can't yeah. believe this but since you know I was curious and also kind of stubborn and I always thought I can't just have a regular job because I suffer through it. I'm going to try this, you know, I'm just going to trust around this and what, what can I possibly lose? And I signed up on Upwork, made a profile and started sending proposal. And suddenly, you know, I had my first job, you know, and I was like, wow. wow, you know, and before that, I just want to quickly say, I never thought I was one of those people who had like no confidence whatsoever in, in like business. I had like a small business that was like really bizarre and I was earning in Argentinian pesos and it was like very very part-time so it wasn't good and I was one of those people who thought I could never do that thing people are doing like earning money online and all of that 
And I literally thought, and I, and I was literally like, I had zero confidence, Alex. Hear me out. This is the way I used to think. I used to think, I'm never going to be able to pay rent at an apartment. Mm-hmm. And I'm never going to be able to do normal things that everybody does, like having my own car, you know? So it was, mm-hmm. I was pretty like in low confidence. But right now, you know, after a little over a year of freelancing, I'm literally moving abroad. You know, th- this is how much your life can change. Yeah. You know, and I'm not saying this to brag, obviously. I'm just saying this to motivate right. people to join. Yeah. Yeah. You, you deserve it. That's amazing. I know. I, I know a lot of people, they, they just don't believe it. Right. Like it's, it seems too good to be true. Or they think I'm like some crazy person that's peddling like an MLM scheme or something. And I kind of get it. Cause I guess if you've never tried it, you know, you, you don't understand like what is actually possible if you try at it. And so I'm so glad you, you tried September. So a little over a year ago, you got on Upwork and now you're on Fiverr too, right? Yeah, I am. But here's the thing, Alex, like me and algorithms are like the worst enemies. And on Fiverr, you don't really have, you don't really have, uh, no, this is like a course that I have. It's just a course. (laughs) But Fiverr is great, but it's just, uh, to me, I like Upwork the most because I, I, I can fight the algorithm on Upwork. (laughs) Okay, I, that was actually one of my questions for you because I always have Fiverr people on here naturally because I talk about Fiverr all the time. So I was going to ask you, why do you like Upwork better? Like, what about it is better to you? Well, this is the, the thing I like the most, you know. You have control over who you talk to. You can read, like, the, you can see clients looking for other, for, for freelancers and mm-hmm. see if the job is right for you. And you can, you know, send out proposals all the, t- all the time. Whereas the problem I had with Fiverr was I was kind of a slave to the algorithm, you know, in my case, right? I know it does work for a lot of people. And the good thing about Fiverr is the more reviews you get, like it's, it becomes organic and you don't even have to look for new clients after a while, right? So that's the good thing about Fiverr. But to me, Upwork is better for me because I have a little bit more control over which mm-hmm. kinds I get. So what services are you offering on Upwork? I know on Fiverr, you said you do a consultation to help people with their TikToks, which I love. Yeah. On Upwork, I, it's mostly video editing. I wanted to, you know, for a while I wanted to offer branding services, but honestly, like the thing that I'm better at is video editing. So like I stick to that and, and I kind of like, you can have different profiles on Upwork, right? Like you can have a a video editing profile and and whatever you want. I didn't even know yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. So like you can, because on your profile, you have your portfolio, right? And you can set it up. Like if you, I don't know, if you're a person who has multiple hobbies, for example, or interests, you can have a profile for writing and another one for video editing and another one for data entry, for example. I think yeah. they, they only let you have a maximum of two and a general mm-hmm. profile. But yeah, and on Fiverr, here's the thing. I also offer like really weird services. Like I, I offer services where I offer people Britney Spears impressions. <laughs> I don't know if you knew about this. I, but I actually did know about this. <laughs> it's crazy like the, how weird it can get on Fiverr and you can still make money. Like I, yeah. I never thought I could make money making an oh impression of Britney, so. Oh my God, I'm dying. I'm thinking of all that like I wanna, oh my God, I should hire you to make one for my mom's birthday <laughs> coming up. That's so funny because I know you always post about Britney. I know, I know, like you love her, right? I, sometimes I can't tell if you love her or if you're like half 
not making, I know you're not making fun of her, but I, I see you post and I'm like, this girl loves Britney Spears. <laughs> She's like my religion, for real. I'm not yeah. kidding when I, yeah. Oh my gosh, how, how have you been through all the Britney news this past fall with her being freed and everything? How do you feel? Oh my god, at first, I'm gonna be honest with you, I kind of feel bad because the whole way through I was kind of skeptical. You, you know, Alex, that I have different views politically. So to me, you know, what I'm used to is if I see too many people agreeing on something, yeah. I just, I, I, for a second, I'm just like, wait a minute, I don't like this, you know? Yeah. Not because I want to be, yeah, not because I want to be different, but because it feels like they're being controlled. So mm. even though I loved Britney, I was like, no, wait, there's something weird about this because you can't just have all people agreeing on this. But yeah, I don't know. It's a weird, it's just a weird yeah. topic. <laughs> no, I know. I mean, I, I know you love her from your stuff. And okay, so we'll switch over now into your content creating because guys, if you're listening to this, please, please, please go watch some of her videos. <laughs> they are fucking hysterical. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know what? It was, I think, like, springtime 2020, I think it was. I'm on TikTok, I'm on my For You page, and this video comes up of this girl, like, pretending to be Dimitri in Russia or something, I think. It, <laughs> it was one of your Russian videos, and I watched it, and your accent was so good, I thought you were Russian, and I thought you were just, like, making fun of your home or something. And then, like, you posted a few more, and I, again, I'm like, oh, this girl must be Russian with red hair, you know, because it was, they were so funny. And then I, when I finally talked to you, you're like, bro, I'm Argentinian. <laughs> I'm like, oh. <laughs> no, I, I have to ask you, like, how do you come up with your, with your ongoing skits? Because they are so clever. I hate to say this, but some of them just come to me, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's like. Yeah. I'm just like like that and, and then an image comes into my mind, you know? It's pretty yeah. weird. That's why I call it Mango Hallucinates because like my, for people who don't know, my handles are called Mango Hallucinates. And you know, it's it's kind of like a hallucination kind of, but I'm, I'm okay, like I don't have a mental problem or anything. But yeah, sometimes when I do need ideas, what I do is I watch similar videos on YouTube so yeah. for example, the Russian guy, Dimitri, which is like one of my characters or whatever, yeah. I came up with it by watching an account on Instagram that, can I name another account on Instagram or? Yeah. Watching another account on Instagram that was called, look at this Russian, which posts actual videos of Russian people just doing just the most bizarre things that you're like, does this country even exist? So <laughs> I came up with it, like getting inspiration from it. I think, you know, if you have content creators and your viewers, Watching inspiration is very, very helpful because, mm -hmm. but you have to let it marinate, you know, in your mind. That's, That's when it. Yeah. Th that was the same process that I followed when I got on TikTok. You know, like I did a couple Fiverr videos, but then I was like, I don't know what else to post. I guess I'm going to just go look up other entrepreneurs on TikTok, see what they're doing. And it's like, you can copy someone without copying them. You know, it's like, you can see somebody make a style of a video that you want to do yourself, but you don't have to then copy exactly what they did in it. Like, you can make it your own. And I sometimes think people get too in their head and they don't realize it's kind of that easy. Yeah. If you let it be. <laughs> and I, I, when I watch your videos, I have to imagine you put a ton of editing work into them. unless Because I don't really know much about video editing, but they look like you put a lot of work into them. I do, yeah. It takes a, a few days to edit my yeah. videos, <laughs> like yeah. several hours. Your most recent one, the one that is going viral there, the perfume one. So funny, <laughs> and it looked like it took you like a week 
to do that to me. It took a few days. Yeah, it took, I think, three days. Yeah. But it's yeah. fun. I have fun. I literally, I look crazy because I'm editing the computer and I'm suddenly, I'm with my headphones, right? And I'm suddenly like laughing out loud by myself when I yeah. edit, which is so weird. But yeah, it's yeah. fun. I like it. I love how, I also love how you use Instagram stories because I feel like you kind of provide like an insider look to your process. Almost like you'll, you'll be like real. I love how interactive you are. You'll be like, guys, like, do I do it? Do I do the purple hair? Oh my gosh, guys, I'm, I've been crying all day. I don't know why. Like, I, you, I feel like I know you from your Instagram stories. And I feel like that's a really hard thing to do, to be good at that. I do it kind of like accidentally, Alex. In my world, you, you're, you're kind of like putting it in... You're putting it in nice words and actually it's called oversharing. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, I kind of like have, um, to be honest with you, I have kind of like a close relationship with a lot of my followers. A lot of them feel like actual friends. A lot of them I call friends and a lot of them I met in real life and they became super close. So mm -hmm. it, it feels, I feel like I'm talking to someone and maybe that's a good tip, you know, for people out there who are making content, I think it's important to maybe think of someone when you look at the camera because that way mm. it makes it easier and and people feel like like you're talking to them instead of because yeah. a lot of times it feels like there's like a wall between you and people you know no but i think you're really good at that i feel like you have to pump yourself up more here you have to be like yes alex yes i am good at that okay like, <laughs> you are because i feel like when i started watching your videos i felt like i knew you enough to I'd message you or whatever and then we like became friends because you're you you invited it in from your content and i think that's hard because you have to be vulnerable kind of i think to post that stuff to say hey guys i'm i'm losing it today i just threw my laptop at the wall or like i mean you, i don't know if you've said that but you'll no you'll, i never said that but it's that. okay <laughs> i have to add like so okay with all that stuff that you put on social media do you ever have like is your family cool with it do you have people in real life that are funny to you for it i actually have my whole family blocked from my social media if i'm gonna be honest that's what allows me that's what allows me to be a little bit more loose you know oh, okay. yeah i know i know i know i know it's shameful but no no i mean whatever you gotta do yeah i mean it's just that if i didn't block them i would feel like the, i i just said that i cried for like a week on my stories and then i have to see these people in real life it's weird you know like, yeah. or, or even with my videos like without the vulnerable things my videos are weird alex like <laughs> they're weird they're funny but like if you see me in real life and you know that i'm like trying to act japanese and flying off space like my latest video like <laughs> you're gonna be like what the hell is wrong with her you know so yeah i have a lot of people blocked but i mean they're not offended. Some of them are a little bit offended, but I don't care, whatever. <laughs> like, whatever. Okay, so you approach it from a, you just block people instead of finding out what's going to happen. You just block them so you never know. Yeah, I mean, it's not the end of the world. Yeah. What about with your freelancing, which is now enabling you to move to Spain? Congratulations. Have you always wanted to live in Spain? I wanted to live out of Argentina. I didn't really care where, but it had to be out of Argentina. I don't like it here. But yeah. Yeah, that's what Mercedes said, too. Yeah, yeah, we're okay, though. Like, don't feel too bad for us because we're yeah. okay. <laughs> like, one adapts. You, you, you adapt if you live in the third world. But, you know, we all want to get out of here. <laughs> you know? Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, that's what, though, like, that, that's where freelancing so freaking amazing that it can give that to you. Like, that's all I want to do for people. That's it, you know? And it's like, that's so amazing. You're going to move to Spain. Are you guys going to be, like, roomies? Yeah, when she, when she moves to Spain, we plan on doing, like, a, a little road trip thing. I don't want to say too much about it, but okay. yeah. <laughs> I won't blow up your spot. No, I mean, how does your family feel about that? Are they, are, do they like that you freelance? Yeah, actually, my mom is a freelancer, too. She's a translator. Mm-hmm. She, she doesn't use Fiverr or Upwork. She's kind of, like, independent. But yeah, like, they're fine with me freelancing. The thing they, that was surprising to them, and I feel like this is going to be a good segue into a topic that you like talking about, oh, is no. that I don't really have a university degree. I don't have any type of title. And that my family and my relatives weren't so happy about but once I proved that I could do it without having a degree, it was kind of like they didn't have any argument left. No. You know, like I literally proved them wrong. So there's nothing left That's to say. Amazing. That's amazing. I mean, I think for people listening to this, I'm not trying to come for anyone in their education. I just kind of think today with YouTube, with online courses, with ebooks, with whatever, 95% of degrees are like obsolete. I understand if you want to be a surgeon, you probably need to, like, go and learn about things in your stomach and whatever. Like, I'm not saying that every person shouldn't get a higher education, but I think most liberal arts degrees... You can literally learn it from YouTube. You can learn those things from YouTube. I learn everything from YouTube. I think I have a YouTube learning addiction. (laughs) I do. I go on every day to learn something. Right now I'm trying to learn farming because I'm convinced like ev- the supply chain's going to collapse here. I saw a little bit about that. I- I'm not sure if you want to talk about it or... No. <laughs> it's a whole thing. Like, I, I don't know. I-, I just, I'm trying to just say to people like, hey, you know, all the modern amenities you- you're all so used to here in the United States, maybe you should just, I don't know, start learning certain things just in case, like how to grow corn or heal yourself with plants maybe that's really scary alex (laughs) you're being really scary but okay (laughs) you know i feel like i feel like once you guys move to spain i have to go there and meet you guys because i feel like we would just laugh the entire night oh my god yes that would be so funny yeah i thought halfway through i'd be like stop everything we have to film a tiktok (laughs) like right here no that's honestly congrats that's amazing Everyone listening to this, like she just said, she doesn't have a college degree and that doesn't stop you at all, right? When clients message you, do they say, hey, where's your degree? Or do they say, hey, where's your portfolio, right? Exactly. They ask me about, they want to see the kind of video that I, the kinds of videos that I make, not, not my degree. Yeah. And for people listening to this, let's say they want to get on TikTok and they want to grow a following or whatever. What are some tips you'd give them? For TikTok... Okay, the first thing everybody advises is to niche down. I don't know if that's so true. I think mm-hmm. you should make, when you're starting, you have to make a lot of videos. You have to, when I was starting, I used to make four to six videos a day, yeah. which is a lot, which is, a, you probably know about this too. I mean, you, oh, you yeah, yeah. Oh, you have yeah. to make, you have to get on the For You page and you have to, you know, try to get, you have to try to use every opportunity that you get to see what works and what doesn't. And then a lot of people get stuck there, right? Mm -hmm. The next thing you have to do is you have to test what worked 
and what did it and you really have to i used to like write down plans and schemes and the whole thing i looked like i was crazy but it works to study what works and what doesn't and to build on that you know for people who haven't seen my videos what i make now looks absolutely insane it's like constantly throwing things at your face when you're watching my videos but that's because i learned that that's how people's minds work you know Mm -hmm. like if you're not constantly like it's i'm sorry to use this analogy but it's kind of like you know when babies cry and you like like yeah like you shake some keychains up on their face and they calm down that's how all of us work now you know millennials gen c that's how our mind operates so when you make a video you have to be like like right there up in someone's face if you want to make a point i'll get like i get haters on my videos when i'll do a 15 second video and they'll be like wow way to not include a lot of information and i'm like bro when i do a 60 second video it gets no views because you all scroll out of it yeah it's just that here's the thing tiktok's supposed to be the especially if you have multiple social media channels, let's say. Yeah. TikTok is supposed to be the, like the gateway social media, right? Yeah. Into when people, people see a little bit of you on TikTok and then as they like you, they keep watching a little bit more of you on Instagram and then on YouTube mm-hmm. and then your podcast. And totally. it's kind of like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I didn't know that when I started. So I think it's really useful to keep that in mind and not take it so seriously. Yeah. TikTok got me like spillover followers on YouTube, on Instagram, on Pinterest. Plus, I I like the TikTok video editing tool. I don't do the stuff you do. I only do like very simple editing. I like their editing software. Like it's pretty easy to use. And then I upload it. I take off the watermark and I throw it up on Instagram. Do you do that with yours? Yeah, I I actually, I edit out... Outside of TikTok, right? But but yeah, I upload it to Reels too, to Instagram Reels. Yeah, and I think what you just said is so important to stop taking everything so seriously because I just, I feel like people get so in their head with content creation, you know? And I almost think it's like, is that because they're sitting there every day judging people kind of? I almost wonder if like they're harsh critics, if they're so afraid of how people are going to criticize them. Because I just get on social media, I just, like, write compliments to people, and then I get off. Because I'm, like, good for them that they conquered their fear and posted this. I've never written a mean thing. Like, I always just write, like, go, girl, you got this. Like, one the 100 emoji, like, amen. And then I get off. So when I see people who are so scared to post, I'm like, is that because you get on there and tell people to F themselves? <laughs> <laughs> like... Honestly, I don't look. I have a different view than you on this. If I'm, if if you're okay, okay I'm, with it, I'm okay look, with it. Okay, here's my view. I think some stoic guy said this. Sorry, I don't know who, <laughs> but but guy. some stoic some stoic guy said this. When someone criticizes you, I feel like the way you take it, you either think it's true or it isn't true. For, I get hate comments too, right? Yeah, and. There were, for example, the hate, I don't know if the examples here are gonna, I don't know if people are gonna understand my examples here, but for example, I used to make fun of Britney Spears back then, right? But it was kind of a loving joke yeah. that I, that whatever, it doesn't matter. And I used to get a lot of hate from those videos and it made me feel pretty bad. Like I would cry yeah. because of those comments. And uh-huh. it was because I was doubting whether it was true or not. Because if someone right now comments on my videos, you're ugly, 
I'm gonna be like, okay, whatever, you know? Yeah. <laughs> or if they tell me you're not funny, I don't, I'm not gonna care because I know those things are not true. Sorry to brag, but, yeah. but if they tell me, when they used to tell me I was a bad person, that kind of got to me a little bit because I was like, yeah. what if they're right? What if I'm not seeing something? Yeah. I think that's the thing. But if, but if you're sure of yourself, the comments can't really break you. I mean, it's good to question your content, right? Yeah. I think it's a, it's oh, a yeah. Good. It gets to me when people accuse me of being a liar because yeah. that's, that's like a sensitive thing for me, not for me in my life, but just from situations I've had in my life with other people. I like every day vow to never be a liar because of these other people in my life. I'm like, I will never be that. So when people accuse me of like the thing I hate the most in the world, I think it like triggers me a little bit. Yeah, of course. Mm -hmm. It's like hitting the sweet spot, but is what it is. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I guess at the end of the day, you know that you can sleep at night because you haven't lied. Right. If anything, those people have lied because... They're wrong about you being a liar, you know? It's yeah. kind of like an inception lie. <laughs> totally. totally. <laughs> also, I pulled up your merch before this. I think it's Get Wait, Dimitri. Hold on. I pulled it oh, up. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> Don't promote that. That's too old, man. That's too oh, old. I think it's so funny. <laughs> like the incredible never discriminate never. This is enough for eight people. Like so funny. <laughs> <laughs> I literally forgot I had that on my profile. I literally forgot. It's so I was stalking old. you. No, I, I think more so what I love is how entrepreneurial you are. Because I because you have you're doing a lot of different stuff. You're on Fiverr, you're on Upwork, you have merch, you're on TikTok, you're on YouTube, you're on Instagram. I love that. I love you're you're doing everything, you're trying everything so that it works for you. Let's say someone's listening to this and they want to do seven different things too. How do you manage your time to do all that stuff? You don't. I mean, <laughs> I'm kind of chaotic about everything. Here's the thing. <laughs> Can I be completely honest with you? <laughs> I'm kind of chaotic, you know? You don't have to do everything every day. I wish I was making videos every day, but they take a lot of time because mm -hmm. I choose to make videos that way. So I do them when I can, I, and I try to schedule. I feel like 30% is better than 0%. Mm -hmm. So for people who want to do several things, yeah, you may not have the time to do them, and that may be true. But maybe you can do one of the things once a week, and then every day you do another thing that isn't so time-consuming. Like, it's, you would be amazed at the amount of progress you can get by, by doing something 15, 30 minutes a day. And everybody has 15 or 30 minutes a day, mm -hmm. even if you think you don't, you know? Right now, I got my... Can I, can I curse? Can I swear? Yeah, yes. Right now, you know, lately this year, I got my shit together. But before that, <laughs> before that, I used to waste a lot of my time just like doing nothing. And I really needed to like, like watch TV. Like that was my need. I feel like once you get your shit together and you figure out, you know, whether each person has a different need or problem, right? My thing is I'm really anxious. So I have to manage that i have to like work out or whatever once you get your shit together with your mental health it's like you realize you actually have a lot more time because now you're not insane you know what i mean yeah so i feel like that's what comes first it's not a, it's not a matter of time everybody has the same time it's mm -hmm. a matter of priorities and what like your needs and mm -hmm. what you need you know I don't know if that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, no, I, you you see my stuff. I get on there every day when people are like, I don't have the time. I'm like, 
you have an hour. I promise you, you have an hour that you can get back from your day, that you're doing something you don't need to be doing. And if you do just one hour every day, I always tell people for like six months, you will get your shit together. Like that's, it's, it's actually that simple, but people want the instant gratification. That's the problem. They want the change tomorrow, not six months from now. So. Yeah, literally. And actually, you know, going back to the freelancing topic, I don't work eight hours a day, Alex. Yeah. I don't know if you do, but a lot of freelancers don't work eight hours a day. And it's crazy. Like a lot of people are afraid of freelancing because they're like, or having their own business because they're like, they're like, oh, it takes so much time. Yeah, it does take time and effort. But once that, that part of the process is done and, and you like become better at it, suddenly you have like so much time. Some days I'm like, some days I'm like, oh, that's it. Like, that's all the work I have for today. Like, I don't know what, what else to do. Yeah. I literally started learning Britney Spears choreographies in my free time because like, I don't know what else to do, man. And it's true. It sounds too good to be true. There are downsides to freelancing, mm -hmm. but oh my God, it's so much better than having someone force you to work eight hours a day doing something that maybe you don't even need to do because... Exactly. I, busy work. Yeah. To look you, busy in the office. No, I have had so many people on here who work 20 hours a week. So part-time, they work 20 hours a week and they make anywhere from like five to eight K per month in USD. And that's, that's insane. That's like top 10%, you know, like earners in this country and they're working 20 hours a week. And that's when I just get on TikTok every day and I'm like, guys, please listen to me. I'm not lying. Like, it's so much better. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what the thing is, I, at least for me, I realize it's not really about like the, the work or the effort. It's, I would say 90%. A mindset shift it mm -hmm. really is like mm -hmm. the first time I heard it the first time I heard someone freelancing telling me they were doing it full-time I was like yeah, yeah you're lying you know yeah. but once you get into it and you realize like what it is it almost feels like it almost feels like it was in front of you the whole time yeah I don't know if that happened to you too but it's a hundred percent like a mindset shift yeah Kind of. I mean, I, I got into it young. I got into it at 21, so I didn't even really have time to, like, have those reflections on it yet. So I just kind of panicked. My I'm also slightly chaotic, so I can relate <laughs> to you in that way. And I also, after this, I'm going to go to the gym because I have to get my heart rate up to, like, 180 or I can't sleep from my energy and anxiety. So I totally understand that. <laughs> I'm the exact same way. But I kind of was just thrust into it because I made a really spontaneous decision to quit my job like a crazy person, but I'm so glad I did. And I'm so glad it's working out for you too. I, I definitely think this is going to help a lot of people who are listening to this, especially people who are listening to this who are not in the United States because everyone will always say to me, oh, that only works for the US or oh, that only works for first world countries. And you're like my fifth guest or whatever from not the US, you know, that's proving that that's just not true. And I think that's awesome. And I mean, I'm not sure how many how many languages do you speak? Probably more than me. <laughs> I speak one. <laughs> no, I, I speak English and Spanish. I know a, a tiny little bit of German, but oh my God, mm. don't count it. <laughs> like, I'm really no, bad. <laughs> okay, so I'm assuming you were raised speaking Spanish and you learned English. So Spanish is your native tongue, right? Yeah. 
And, and I have a lot of people say to me, like, oh, English is my second language, I, I can't do this. And I'm just like, well, why not? A lot of the time, I'll see people who write in English as a second language actually have better grammar than people who were raised in this country. <laughs> like, literally. <laughs> literally. So I always want to, and anyone listening to this, like, if English is your second language, who cares? Who cares? Nobody cares. They want their work and they want it tomorrow. They don't care what you look like or how you do it. If you do good work and if you get it to them, they'll come back for more. A hundred percent. Yes. <laughs> All right. So for everyone listening to this, where can they, where can they find you on the interwebs? I am Mango Hallucinates on TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube. On, on TikTok, you're going to see really funny skits. On Instagram, you're going to see my stories, which where I cry <laughs> and, I, and I'm honest and I ask weird questions and I, and I drool over Britney Spears. So if I you want to see that, go on Instagram. <laughs> do, do not change. All right, guys. And we'll also have her links in the show notes. Mango, thank you for coming on. <laughs> oh my God, this was so fun. Thank you for having me. I love this. I love this. And it was so nice meeting you, by the way. Alex, you're so kind. 